So the the shir breakfast and the shir this morning is being sponsored by uh, by Shlomo for the yard site. What's the Esther Bas Yichil Mechav and Shemesh and Aliyah. And uh, as we know, when the Shemesh go up, Shef and Brach and Atzlacha come down. So you should be zayich to all Shef and Brach and Atzlacha to you, the whole mishpacha, to all of Klai. So it should be a good month. Should be monthly Vishuas and the Chamas. All right. So um, so I figured since it's Rosh Chodesh, uh, you know, last year of Tishrei, Rosh Chodesh Cheshbon. So we'll speak about something which is Cheshbonik. And I mentioned this Shabbos afternoon that uh, there was a, a major, major historical event that took place in Cheshvan, which was the divide of the Malchus of Kal Yisrael. We know that David Melch becomes the king, Shalom Melch, his son, takes over, and then his son, Rechavim, takes over. And at this point, Kal Yisrael are all under one Malchus of David Melch. But during the reign of Rechavim, so uh, the Pasuk tells us that Kal Yisrael, obviously with some sort of punishment, some sort of problem was going on, that Achia Shiloni was a Navi. Achia Shiloni was sent by the Rabbanish Shlolem to anoint Yerav Menavat from the tribe of, uh, of Ephraim, I think, Rav Menavat to become the king over ten of the Shvatim. So then that's when the Malchus splits, where ten of the Shvatim leave the Malchus of David Melech and make their own Malchus in the north. Again, it was, it was, it was through a Navi, it was Alpinavua, but it, was, it's, it still is considered to be a tragedy. It's a tragic Indian of the Malchus based David being split in Kla Yisrael, at least ten of the Shvatim retreating away from David Melech. And so that's um, it's one of the bitter qualities of Cheshvan is that, that such a thing took place in, in this month, which means, which means that our Avaidah in this month in particular is, as the Pasuk says, before the coming of Mashiach, to be Mavakish David, to, uh, to want to return to the Malchus of David Melech. It says in Pasuk regarding the, right before Mashiach comes, Ubikshu as Hashem Alakehim, the Klai Yisrael will search after the Rabbanish Shlalem, there's David Malcolm, and they'll search for David Melech. They'll want to return to Malchus based David. And so that's part of the Avaidah, particularly of this month, to try to get back to that. So I figured we'll, we'll do uh, our part a little bit. So we'll learn a little bit about what's unique to Malchus based David. So, because um, again, at this, at, you know, throughout, after that split, so you had two Malchus. You had the Malchus of Yisrael, we'll call Malchus Yisrael in the north, and Malchus based David in the south. And as we'll see, they both were legitimate Malchus. They both, both kings, for example, Rechavim and Yeravim, for example, they both had statuses of a Melech, with all the Halachas of a Melech. But that's what we're going to learn about today a little bit. What is the difference between a Melech, a Melech of, of Yisrael versus a Melech that comes from Malchus based David? Are there any differences in halacha? And what's the, the pinimius, what's the oimik, the real essential difference between what makes, what makes Dovin Melch's family unique in the fact that the malchus, um, you know, that eventually will be returned to him. So let's discuss this so good. Okay, so we'll begin like this. If you take a look at the, the first marmakim you have, so this is from the Rambam in Sefer Mitzvah. So again, first we'll go through some of the halachas of the differences between these two malchias, and then we'll see some of the machshav of it to explain so the Rambam in Sefer Mitzvah is like this. He's talking about the Pasuk. It's a lav. It's a loisah saying the Torah. The Pasuk says there's a mitzvah of there's a mitzvah of establishing a melech when you get to Eretz Yisrael. Then the Pasuk says a lav to qualify that concept. And it says, It says you're not, you have to, there's a mitzvah to make a king. But there's a prohibition of don't make a king over Kal Yisrael that's considered an ishnachri, a foreigner. Don't make a foreigner a king over Kal Yisrael, meaning, simple, simple pshat is, a guy. That you're not allowed to have a guy that's a king over Kal Yisrael. It has to be a yid. It can't be an ishnachri. That's the, that's the simple pshat in, in, in this Lysa essay. But the Ram, Ram, Ram over here adds in something amazing. He says like this. Rambam again, Sefer Mitzvah, it's in Lysa Seh Shin Samach Beis. Shezi Ranu, again, this Lysa Seh is, Shaloi Limnes Eleinu Melech. 
that we're not allowed to appoint over ourselves a king, Ish Someone that's not a yid, someone that doesn't come from Jewish uh, blood. You're not allowed to have, it's an Ishnachri, a foreigner. Amnam. Um, so, <clears throat> the Rambam explains. However, uh, uh, he explains that Amalchus Levad that you also know from Nevi'im, from Tanakh, that the Malchus royalty is Shazacha by David. That even within Kla Yisrael, it was specifically David and Melech that, that was given this uh, position of Melech. And it's David and his descendants until the end of time. And therefore it says the Rambam, It's a very strong Lashem. That for someone that believes in Taras Maisha, if you believe in, if you're a Mammon, if you have a Muna, then to you a Melech is only someone, then to you a Melech means someone that comes from Dovin Melech, from Shlom HaMelech. And says the Rambam, and anyone that's outside of that family, of that line from David and Melech, Malchus, regarding the stature of being a Melech, he's considered a foreigner. He's considered a foreigner. Meaning, when the Rabbani Shalom says the Pasuk to Maish Rabbeinu, the prohibition, don't place a foreigner over, an Ish Nachri over Kala Yisrael as a king, it meant a guy. But says the Rabbani Chiddush, that once David and Melch was chosen and the, Malchus, the, the, the power of Malchus was given to him, then anyone outside of his family is already considered a Nachri. Anyone outside of his family is considered a, a foreigner, so to speak, in terms of Malchus. The Rambam says, Just as someone who's not from Aaron is what regarding working the base of Migdash, he's called a foreigner, right? Even though you're you're good, you, you can be the tzaddik Yisraelim, but if you're not from Aaron it means that Lagabi working the base of Migdash. You're not part of the club. Same thing it is with Malchus. Before Davin and Melech was chosen, okay, so it was open-ended. Anyone that's a Yid could be a Melech. But once Davin and Melech was chosen, now he has the kingship, and anyone outside of his line is under this prohibition of not allowing to, you can't be the king because you're an Ishnach. That's the Ram. Now, the Achorinim pointed this Ram with, with a huge kasha. The kasha is, is that according to this, it would seem that all the kings of Kal Yisrael once the Malchus split, they were not from Zeradov, not from Davin and Melech, were in violation of this prohibition. And that's, that's a big Pella. That's a big Pella. The Rambam himself, as we'll see in a second, the Rambam himself in Hilchas Malachim discusses the Halachas of a king, and he says it was 100% legitimate for these kings to, uh, to, to rule over Kal Yisrael. He doesn't mention at all in his in entire discussion in Hilchas Malachim, the laws of kings, that, that they were in violation of this prohibition. So here's the Pella. Again, the, the Kasha is, the Rambam is Sefer Mitzvah is telling us that what? That once Davin Melch was chosen, it means anyone outside of his line is an Ishnachri, he's a foreigner, not allowed to be a king. And if they are a king, they're in violation of Eloisaseh. Their problem is the Rambam himself, in Hilchas Malachim, discussing the history of the Jewish people's Malchus, makes no mention of this. He doesn't say that, oh, and by the way, for a, a thousand years, they were in violation of Halacha. There's no such thing. More than that, if you take a look at Maramukha number two, the Rambam says that, that, that the Malchus that was established in the north of the ten, of the ten tribes, uh, you know, not Davin and Melech, totally legitimate, 100% legitimate. The Rambam writes, this is in Hilchus Malachim, Parakal of Alachachas, Navi Shehimid Melech Mishar Shifta Yisrael, if you had a Navi that comes and establishes a king from another tribe, not Davin and Melech, which is what happened, right, by, when the Malchus split, and he's acting like a king, he fights our wars, he's doing all the good things. That's a melech. He's legitimate, he has a melech. And all the mitzvahs of a melech apply to him. The Ram is saying clearly that it's legit. It's not, it's not in violation of any prohibition. It's not the same as a guy being a king. 
So the Ram, the Ram would never say that if you have a guy that's a king over Kal Yisrael, he's a melech and everything is fine. So here, that's the stealer. How could the Ram say in the Sefer Mitzvahs that if you're not in Dovin Melech's family, it means that you're basically a foreigner, you're not a melech, you're in violation of a lav, if you act like a king. But yeah, in Hilchus Melachim, the Ramah says that the Malchus of the North was totally legitimate and it's totally fine. Okay, so it's a, it's a big kasha. It's not an easy kasha to answer. So let's try to work it through. Let's, 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 let's analyze the words of the Rambam when he talks about the halachas of, the, of, the king, of a king outside of Dovin Melech's line, family, and we'll see some halachic differences between the two, and then we'll, uh, we'll explain. So it's like this. That, the, the, the second Ramah that I began to read, let's read it again, but a little bit more slowly and more uh, paying attention. Let's see how the Rambam describes a melech being established from anyone outside of Dov Melech's uh, family. Novi Shem and Melech Mishar Shifti Yisrael. First of all, right after that you see, difference number one, that in order for a king to be appointed from any other family, it needs to be through a Novi. That's the Rambam saying. That if a Novi comes and appoints someone as a king not from Dov Melech, so then it could be legitimate. So that's stipulation number one. It has to be from another. That's number one. You can't have Klal Yisrael just deciding on their own to establish someone from, the, uh, from, from Zvulun to be, to be a Melech. It has to be from another. We don't find that with Davra Melech, right? So that's point number one. Number two. Says the Rambam. Number two. And this king is following halacha. He's going according to the right path of Torah and mitzvahs. And he's fighting the wars of the Rabbani Shalom. He's doing everything right. Then he's considered to be a king. In other words, the Ram is giving us another stipulation, which is he has to be established by a Navi. And number two, he has to be doing his job. If you have a king that, uh, you know, from another, another uh, not Dovin Melech, you know, from uh, Zvul and Yusach, or whatever the case may be, and he's appointed as a king, but he's uh, derelict in his duties. He's not, uh, he, he goes off the derech. He, uh, he's not fighting our wars. He's not doing what he's supposed to do. Then the Ram is saying, it's not just he's a king that's not doing his job. He's not a king anymore. Part of the stipulation of being a king outside of David's line is that you have to be doing your job properly. You have to be going in the way of Torah mitzvahs and fighting the wars of Kala Yisrael properly. You have to be doing your job. If you don't do your job, then you're fired. It's not the pshat that you still have, a, have your job and you're just not doing it. By David and Melech's line, we don't find such a thing. If you're a king from David and Melech, you might not be doing your job properly, but you're still a king. But says the Ram in this other stipulation, if you're not from David HaMelech, first of all, you need a Navi to be the one to establish it. And number two, you have to be doing your job properly. You're missing one of those, then you're not a Melech anymore. The Ram continues. <clears throat> Raise a Melech again, if you fulfill those two qualities, then fine, you could be a king. And all the mitzvahs of Malchus will, um, will uh, apply to you. Will apply to you. Now the Ram then says, it's true that the, malcha, the main authority should still be by Davin and Melech, as we'll see about that soon, Bez Hashem. Vimibban of Melech, and Davin and Melech should always retain some Malchus. So even when the Malchus splits, at least two of the tribes, Yehuda and Binyamin, remain with David. So you always need Malchus based David to remain intact, right? But again, if the other king follows these rules, he's appointed by Navi and he's doing his job, so then it's fine. Another another stipulation, another difference between another king outside of David versus David. Go to Marmokin number three. Marmokin number three, the Ram continues. Malchei based David, another difference, is that if you're a king from the house of David, the Malchus of base David is an eternal Malchus. It will always be. Although there's been a sizable break, you know what I mean, in, 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 during Golas, but the Malchus, we, we, we see David Malchus as being intact. It happens to be. There's no one 
uh, able to, to act upon that right now during Golis. But Lamaisa, it's an eternal Malchus. It's forever. Shinemar, Kosa Pasuk. Kisacha Yenochin Ad Oilam. That the Kisa, the throne of Dovra Melech, will be forever. Avil. Difference number three. Im Yamid Melech Mishar Yisrael. If you have a king from another tribe, Tivsek Amalchus Mibesai. There is no, there, part of the halacha is that it cannot be an eternal malchus. When the, when the malchus is established, everyone has to understand that this is not going to be forever. Now what's interesting, the Raman doesn't give you a time limit. He doesn't say, okay, for how many generations or how many years. He just says you have to know going in that this is not going to be forever. At some point, all of the malchus will be returned to David HaMelech. That's the stipulation number three, difference number three. So you have the malchus from another tribe. It's legit. Again, if it's Alpinavi and he's doing his job, but again, they have to know going in that this is not going to be forever. Now, <clears throat> what exactly does that mean, not forever? Again, the Ram doesn't say you know, how, how many years and how long. There is, a, there is a sheet of the Ramban. If you take a look at Maramakan number five, we'll skip four for a second. The Ramban has a very uh, bichidish in Parshish Vayichi. The Ramban talks about this. And the Ramban says like this, Lufi Daiti, says, if you ask me, Hayu HaMolochem HaMolchem Al Yisrael Mishar Shvatim, Melech Acher Melech, Says the Ramban, his opinion is, is that not only do they have to be told going in that their malchus is not going to be forever. Forget forever. Says the Ramban, the halacha outside of Dovr Melch's malchus, it does not even go to their son. If the Navi appoints, let's say, Achia Shiloni in this case, appointed Yeravim as a king, then that's it. It's just Yeravim. Once Yeravim passes away or or uh, he's derelict in his duties, whatever the case may be, where you know, he's no longer the king, then that's it, then finished, it goes back to David. There's no such thing as a going Yerusha. Says the Ramban, the fact that historically speaking, in Klai Yisrael's history, when Yeravim died, it went to the next person, and so on and so forth, that was, that was Asr, that was not correct, that was incorrect. Says the Ramban, this idea that the Malchus should go Melech to the next son, to the next son, to the next son, that's specific to David. So again, this is a little bit of a difference. Like the, they, the Rambam and the Ramban both agree that there's something different about another Malchus outside of David's line, that it's not eternal. What does it mean, not eternal? So the Rambam would say, just, it's just not eternal, it's not forever. You, you know going in that this is not going to be forever. The Ramban says, not even, not forever. It doesn't even go past the person that you're appointing. That's a, that's a Chiddush. <clears throat> there is, by the way, just again, just to, to clarify, there is a third shita, slightly different, again, in this topic of, of, of the, the non-eternal uh, quality of Malchus outside of David, and that's the Ravid. If you take a look at Maramukha number four, the Ravid says, his stipulation is like this, that, Ilu melech kasher kesherim, malchus pesekes mizarei. The Ravid says like this, the Ravid says that, uh, that the Malchus outside of David could theoretically be forever as long as you always have tzaddikim in their line. Let's say, for example, with David HaMelech, his Malchus is forever. Even if for a thousand years in between there's no one worthy of being the king, the Malchus still goes on. When, you, when you're dealing with a Malchus outside of David HaMelech's family, then it only will continue as long as there's someone at every single moment being able to step up and to take, take the role of Melech. If at any point in time there's a gap of anyone from that family that's not worthy of the Melech, then the Malchus falls apart. So these are the three different shitas in terms of how long, how lasting is a Malchus outside of David. Again, according to the Rambam, it could go on, it could go on, but just not forever. At some, at some point it has to be clear that this is not going to be an eternal Malchus. The, the Ramban, forget eternal, it doesn't even go past the person that you're appointing initially. 
And the Raivid, it could go on as long as every single link in the chain is Taka Tzadik. If there's any gap of that link, then the Malchus falls apart. But again, all of this is not by Dovin and Melch. Dovin and Malchus is forever, no matter what. Yeah. It's not clear. It's not clear. Because the Ramam did say in Maramaka number two that the main Malchus, the Iker Malchus, should be by David. So a lot of Acharim say that that Nakuda he would agree with. It's not, not 100% clear, but it would seem that way. One fi- not, another difference between, again, we're just going through some of the differences, and then we'll explain. A uh, difference between Malchus based David versus other Malchus. Maramaka number six. The Ramam writes also, Ein Moishchin Malcha Yisrael B'Shemen HaMeshcha. Another difference is that when you're appointing a king outside of David's malchus, you do not use the anointing oil. You do not use the Shemana Mishra. There was special oil that was designated to be used to anoint a Kayin Gadol, to anoint a Meshuch Muhammad. It was used to anoint the Mishkan by Meshur Rabbeinu, and it's used to anoint any new king from Malchus based David. Uh, under certain conditions. But says the Rambam, we do not use that oil when you're anointing a king outside of Dov Melch's family. El of you use some imitation. You use, a, you know, an off-brand Shemin HaMishcha, but you don't use the Shemin HaMishcha itself. So that's another difference between the two, okay? Another difference, one final difference. I'm sorry? Sitting in the Azara. That's another one. That's another difference. Yeah, we'll speak about that. Huh? He does. He does. I didn't. I just didn't quote it over here. But it is. Yeah. The Rambam does mention that. He does. It's in, I don't think he mentions it in Hilchas Malachim, but he mentions it. I think in Hilchas Beis Abachir. I believe. A Melch Yisrael can no. And they could go into the Beis Hamikdash just like any Yisrael. They can't sit. Right. The only person that's able to sit in the Beis Hamikdash is is a king from David and Melch. It's another difference. A final difference. Yushalayim is designated as the capital city of Eretz Yisrael only for the Malchus of Beis David. If you're not from Beis David, you cannot have Yushalayim as your capital. You can have any other city as your capital, not Yushalayim. Yushalayim is set aside for Malchus Beis David. And again, only Zerah David has Yushalayim, and only Zerah David have the Shemana Mishcha. So just, just to recap, some of the, the, again, the differences. Again, difference number one is that the Malchus outside of David has to be with a Navi, number one. Number two, he has to do his job. If he doesn't do his job, then he loses the status of Melech. Um, number three, it's not eternal. Whatever that means, exactly not eternal, as we talked about the different shitas. Number four, he's not anointed with the Shem and HaMishcha. Number five, Yushalayim cannot be his capital. And, uh, and number six, the truth is another difference, uh, that the, the, only the Melech of David and Melech from his family is able to sit in the Beis HaMikdash, whereas a king outside of David is not allowed to sit in the Beis HaMikdash. He's like any other Jew that has to stand there. Okay, those are the differences. So let, let, now let's get to the Pneumia stuff. Okay, so like, where are all these differences coming from? What's the Nakuda? What's the, what's the essential point over here? What makes David and Melech's Malchus different and unique that all these differences you know, come from? You felt like, what's, what's the Nakuda? So in Marmokka number seven, there's a piece, there's a Torah from Rav Leib Malin, Shiva of Beis Talmud, I think, right? So he, uh, he has a Torah. He's focusing in over here about the one difference the, uh, about the Shem and HaMishcha, that the Shem and HaMishcha is used to appoint Davra Melech uh, in his line, but not used for anyone outside of Davra Melech's Malchus. So he's, he's honing in on that. And the truth is, it's, it's, it's valid, L'chaira, to make that an essential Nakuda because, let's say, for example, we, Mashiach, right? Mashiach comes from David Amel, right? That's what we're hoping, that the Malchus... Well, we want Mashiach, it means that we want, we want the Malchus based David to be returned. We call him Mashiach. Why do we call him Mashiach? Because he comes from based David that had Shem and HaMishcha, that was anointed with the anointing oil. It means that, like, when we talk about 
the return of Malchus based David were like honing in on this Nakuda is that they were anointed with the Shem and Amishra. So that has to be like an essential Nakuda. So let's see how, how uh, Reb Leib explains it. He says like this. This is in, uh, it's in Chilak Bey Simenun Tes. He says, the Malchus Yisrael, it's true, what we saw so far is that Malchus of, of Yisrael, outside of David Melch's Malchus, Yeshlem called in Melech. They have the status of a king. The Chol Mitzvahs HaMelech Noigen Behem and all the Halachas of the king apply to them as we saw. Ach, but here's the Nakuda. The Malchai Beis David Nemar, Oidin Meyuchet. When it comes to the Melech of, of, uh, of David Melech, there's a specific Halacha that's unique to them. Shenasa Behem, it's a Lambdisha Yeshivisha line. Shenasa Behem, Chalais Din Begufam, Shem Royal Malchus. Said Reb Leib, the Pshad is when it comes to a Melech of. of the, 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 the difference is as follows. When you're dealing with a, with a king that's outside of David Melech, he is still a regular person. He's a regular person. There's nothing different about him. He's just given a very special and important job. So it's like anyone else. Like you have a person that he's a doctor and he's a lawyer. Is there a difference between this guy and that guy? Be'emes, be'etzim? No, they're the same. They're, they're people. This guy happens to be, his job is to be a doctor. This guy's job is to be a lawyer. So this guy also, his job is to be the melech over Klal Yisrael. It's a job. It's a title. It's a responsibility. But said Reb Leib, not so when it comes to the Zerah, to the, Mal- the Malchus of Beis David. When it comes to the Melech of, of, of David and Melech, he himself has been changed by that status. It's not a job that's given to him, Stam 9 to 5. He is a different person. He is, the way he puts it, a chalois din begufai. There's a chalois, there's a change, there's a status that took place. His blood is different. He's a Melech through and through. He's a Melech through and through. His DNA is different. And said Reb Leib, this is what happens through the Meshicha, through the anointing of the Shem and Amishcha. The Shem and Amishcha wasn't just, you know, signing a contract that this is your job. It changed you. When, the, when, the, when a Kayin was given the Shem and Amishcha, he became a Kayin Gadol. When the Kalim of the Mishkan were, were anointed with the Shem and Amishcha, they became holy. It changes the thing itself. When the king from Zerah, from Davin Amelch, was given the Shem and Amishcha, it tells you that the job is, it's not just a job, the person himself is changed. The words are again keep Achbamalchis based David when it comes to Malchis based David, Nemer Oid Din Miyuchid, a special unique halacha is said, Shinasan Khalais Din Bagufam, that there was a change, a halachic status was was what took place in the Guf, Mamish, in the person himself. Shame Ruila Malchus, that they themselves become a person that's worthy of Malchus. You know, there's um there's a Medrash, I don't know if you guys know this it's an interesting Medrash. The Medrash says that that um throughout the, the Malchus of Base David, so sometimes it happened like Machalikasin, right? Let's say two brothers Right, the, you know, the, the king passes away and he has two sons. So which one becomes king? You know, sometimes it's obvious who should be, but sometimes not so. So the Medrash says a fascinating thing, that one of the ways that they would litmus test uh, to figure out who should be the king is that Dovin Amelech's crown was Mamish Anais. His crown was, it was a circle, like a crown, but it had a, 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 a piece of metal right in the middle of it. So naturally speaking, you wouldn't be able to sit on your head because it would... Uh, you know, it would fall off. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't go on because there's a piece of metal, like a, rod, a metal rod in the middle. But it was a nace, al pinace, that whoever was worthy of that malchus, the crown would, would, would sit on his head properly without the, and the, the metal rod would not interfere. So that's, therefore, if there was ever a debate between these two sons who should be the melech, well, it was a simple uh, litmus test, you know. Take the crown, <laughs> whichever head it fit on, that, uh, that person would be the melech. The deeper meaning of that is that it tells you over here is that the person is different. The crown of Dovna Melech, it had to become integrated with the person himself. It's not just a position, a job that he has. The person is altogether different. 
So <coughs> this is what he says over here. The Hunikra Keser Malchus, this is the meaning of that title that's called Keser Malchus. The nearest said Reb Leib, and it seems mishcha. This happened through the anointing oil. The and through the anointing, it became uh, something changed in the person himself that he becomes a melech be'atzem. So, so let's go. De- so now let, 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 let's go, let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. So what we have right now, based on Reb Leib, we have a very very important distinction between the malchus of Yisrael versus the malchus based off it. That what? That the Malchus of Yisrael, what is its essential function? What is the king outside of Dov and Melch? Outside, the ki- outside of Dov and Melch's Malchus, all the king is, is just a person with a very special job. And what is his job? Well, his job is to lead the people that he's ruling over, to make sure they're going to Derech HaTar Mitzvah, to take care of them, government-wise, uh, you know, security-wise, yeah, do everything a king has to do. But it's not, but, it, but again, it's a position that's being given to him from the Rabbanish Shlalam, this is your job, and, 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 and take care of it properly. Not so when it comes to the Melech of, 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 of Malchus based David. Malchus based David is an entirely different concept. The morale explains that what does it mean exactly that Be'etzim your Melech? Like, what does that mean? So morale explains like this. He says that the essential quality of Malchus based David is that that person that was the Melech from David and Melech's family, he wasn't just a person who was given uh, an important job. He himself, when he woke up in the morning, when he breathed air, he himself was the embodiment of all of Klai Yisrael. He was the embodiment. He was a walking, breathing person that was, that was uh, the collective whole of Klai Yisrael in one person. The very mitzias, the very, very, the very reality of there being a king within Klai Yisrael from the house of David Melech meant that all of Klai Yisrael were just awakened. There was a certain, there was a certain yich, there was a certain achdos, there was a certain unity amongst Kali Yisrael that existed simply because of the fact that you had this one person as their king from Zerah David. David Melech's malchus was not a malchus that was just a job that's given to him from Shemayim. He, that melech that's coming from David Melech is the collective whole of Kali Yisrael and by, by every step along the way that David Melech would do, uh, anyone from his line would do, it would be an awakening, it would be a Cyrus, it would, it, it would be opening up the Kaychas of Kal Yisrael. So when you have this person that's Zavad Melech, it's a completely, it's an essentially different, it's, it's, a, it, it, it's fundamentally a different position. When you're dealing with a Melech from other tribes, other Shvatim, no, it's just a job, it's a job. And his job is to make sure that you go and Torah mitzvahs and, and v'chulu v'chulu. Nothing more than that. But when you're dealing with a melech from Zerah David, the, the person himself, his essential job is not just to make sure we do the right thing. His existence is one that unites Kalah Yisrael. His existence is one that unleashes all the kaychas of Kalah Yisrael. Also the future of Kalah Yisrael. The future of Kalah Yisrael too. It's eternal. It's eternal. So this, this explains all the differences. Let's, let's go through it. Malchus Yisrael. From the, other, from, the, from the other tribes, again, the person himself is just a regular guy. He's given a, a special job. Well, okay, so that means he has to be given that job by their Banish his boss has to appoint him, right? So that's, 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 it has to be with a Navi. Number two, he has to be doing his job. He doesn't do his job, then you're fired. I mean, there's no such thing. You know what I'm saying? If you're given a job then, and, you're, and you're not doing it, then you're fired. Because that, that's all it was, was just a job. Also, his malchus is not forever. Why should it be forever? Why should it be forever? There's no reason for it to be forever. He's given a position, and this is what he has to do, and uh, fine. So uh, there's, there's no guarantee that it should be forever. Why should it be? <coughs> Not so when it comes to the Melech of, of Beis David. Malchus Beis David, again, it's not a job that's given. He is the, the essence of Klai Yisrael. By, when David and Melech Davind, all of Klai Yisrael 
had kaiches to daven. When David Melch gave tzedakah, all of Klai Yisrael were energized you know, in, 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 and motivated to give tzedakah. When David Melch learned, all of Klai Yisrael were able to learn better. He was the collective whole of Klai Yisrael. Because of that, it's not, it's not, coming, it's not a job given to him from the Rebbe Shalom. He is Klai Yisrael. It doesn't have to be Alpinavi in that way. It doesn't have to be Alpinavi in that way. It's not coming from above. It's from below. It's, it's, it, 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 it's, it's all of Klai Yisrael being, being united and being synthesized and being awakened through this person, in this person. And because of that, even if he's not doing his job necessarily of leading the people properly, that doesn't take away from his position. Who he is, is Klai Yisrael. That's who he is. And therefore he's eternal. His malchus is eternal because Klai Yisrael is eternal. Again, it's not just one individual person being given a job and one person comes, a person goes. It's not, not forever. Klai Yisrael is forever. David Melch's malchus is forever because of that. And this all happens through the Shem Mishra, as we said. That's, the, that's what makes this person... That's what makes him more than just the individual. <clears throat> and this is also why the, the, the city of Yerushalayim is designated only for Malchus based David. Yerushalayim throughout Tanakh, we find, is considered to be the heart of Eretz Yisrael. Just like the king of Malchus based David is the heart of Klai Yisrael, it is Klai Yisrael. So Eretz Yisrael also, there's a place on earth that is Klai Yisrael as well, and that's Yerushalayim. For example, I mean, uh, uh, it says in Pasuk, Yerushalayim harim savavla, Yerushalayim is surrounded by mountains, Hashem savavla amai. Just as Hashem surrounds Klai Yisrael. So you see, Yerushalayim and Klai Yisrael are considered to be one and the same. So that place on earth, which is one city, it's a specific city among cities, but somehow that city is the heart and the essence of all of, of, all of Eretz Yisrael. So that person, which is one person amongst people, but somehow he is the essence of all of Klai Yisrael, he's a shidduch with Yerushalayim. So Yerushalayim has to be given to Malchus based David. <clears throat> the same thing with the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash is again within Yerushalayim. Right? The Beis HaMikdash is the heart of Yerushalayim. It's the essence. It's, it's the place where all of Kala Yisrael three times a year go to congregate to discover themselves and to discover their Rabbanu Shalom. That place of the Beis HaMikdash is therefore going to be a place that only Malchus Beis David can say, can sit there and say, oh, this is my Makkim. Because the Beis HaMikdash is also all of Kala Yisrael and Malchus Beis David is all of Kala Yisrael. As opposed to Malchus Yisrael, again, it's not that person that's a king from, Malchi, from, from another tribe. He's not Kala Yisrael. His essence is not Klai Yisrael. When he does something, it doesn't awaken all of Klai Yisrael like that. It's a job that he's given. He's given a shlichas from the Rabbani Shlalem, take care of my people properly. He does it good, good. He doesn't do it well, then he's, then he's fired. He is not Klolius Knesset Yisrael. Let's go back to the initial kasha of the Rambam. The Rambam said that what? The Rambam said that if you have, uh, the Pasuk says that don't appoint upon yourself an Ishnach reformer. And says the Rambam, well, before David, it was open, open game for all of Kala Yisrael. Once David was chosen, no, no, no. Anyone outside of his family is already considered a Nishnach. So the kash was, it means you're telling me that if you appoint a king outside of Malchus based David, it means it's a love. You're, you're in violation of this prohibition. But nowhere in, the, in, in, in Hilchus Malachah does the Rambam say that, 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 uh, that it was a problem appointing a king outside of Malchus based David. So is it us or is it Mutter? So maybe according to this, the answer is, well, it depends what you mean when you make him a king. If the, the, the Torah has no problem with making a person outside of Dovmach's family a king as long as you recognize that what he is is just a person with an important job. Then, fine, that's fine. But when you're talking about establishing a melech as the person that is the embodiment of Klal Yisrael, that he is our representative, he is, he is us, and he is our unifying force, that's unique to Malchus based David. And if you appoint such a king outside of his family, that's already an Ishnachri. 
So this is, this is again, a possible shot. So when the Torah says, don't appoint an Ishnach, your foreigner, it means different things. If you're dealing with Mamash guy, then even the job of king he shouldn't have. Once you're dealing with a Yid, but just not Malchus based David, then you could give him the job of king, but don't look at him as a king. Don't look at him, his, his blood, his essence as a king. So, no, as I mentioned, going into Marcheshvan, it's a month to try to be Mesach in the Sinian, to work in the Sinian of wanting David Melach. So, no, our Avaidah this month, part of our Avaidah has to be to, to want, to desire, to have that sense of unity and that sense of awakeness, you know, that sense of national uh, consciousness. Not just to be individual people running around that are all on, on similar pages, but to mamish see ourselves as one entity, one guf, one neshama, and that comes with David Melach. And if we want to have that sense of achdas and that sense of cohesiveness and that sense of identity, we need to desperately dive into the Rabbanishon that Mashiach should come. That's, the, that's Mashiach ben David. Is that not Nakuda, that, that person that will re, re, you know, sort of re, uh, rebuild that national consciousness, that, uh, that sense of identity that Betz Hashem, that, that, uh, that Betz and we have, and Betz Hashem we should be able to, uh, to experience Bukhar of Mamash. <laughs>